What's up, Insomniacs? It's Mason here from Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. Gentle reminder, this show is available on the Bucket of Wind YouTube channel and Podbean at bucketofwind.podbean.com. Subscribe and join the Insomniac Army. Our subscribers tend to be good-looking people. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey Insomniacs, welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt. And we're back again. <laughs> yes. We like to start off every show with talking about what we have been viewing, playing, or reading. This is Pleasure Watching. Wow. That is nice. Every time it gives I'm, me chills. I'm getting used to it now. It me too. I'm warming up to it. All right, pleasure watching this week. For me, I'm, I finished watching The Crown. That's a show about England and the royal family. It's actually a history-based show. It's actually really good. Mason's looking at it, and why would you bother? I find it really interesting, mm-hmm. and it's on the second season, and I binged all the way through the second season. Great show, great acting, and if you want to see something that involves history, and that's how they tied it in, anytime you put a history hook on it, I'm in. Now, here's a question. Is it about the queen that's still alive right now yes. in power? Yes, and Philip. She's 93, he's 95. And, and I looked him up on the Both those people are still alive. Fun fact about the queen. Yeah. She most recently was doing, like, pronunciations of, uh-huh. like, new knights and stuff like that. Right. And she wouldn't wear the crown, the royal crown, because it would hurt her neck. Like, it would literally damage her neck. Yeah. It's that heavy. It's heavy, yeah. And she's getting to that age where, like, one bad slip. 93 years old. And the other guy, 95. These people live forever. I thought she'd be older than that. Ninety-five. She was. She was. I thought she just was after World War Two. No, no, no. Ninety. She's ninety-three. Philip, her husband's ninety-five. I just looked it up. Is he alive? Both of them are. St- I just said she's ninety-three. He's ninety-five. I'm thinking that was. <laughs> is ninety-three and is ninety-five. Did we get that now? Yeah, Barely. we got it loud and clear. <laughs> why? Why? What? What is the obsession? With? What is the obsession? They use the history hook. How her father was the guy who did the uh, the King's speech. He was a stutterer. Her uh, brother, uh, yeah, pretty much. And her, her his brother was the one who gave up being king to marry the American actress oh. who was a divorcee. And then after World War II, he got lung cancer and died. And then she took over. And it, I just find it interesting. I always find that stuff kind of interesting because your grandmother. I remember when Princess Diana got married. We watched it on TV. And I don't know why. And then when they use that history hook where they constantly show real things that happen throughout history involving the family, I don't know why. It just works. You like all those types of history shows. I remember you watched all the fucking Tudors. Oh, yeah. I feel like you wouldn't watch it if they didn't tie it in the history somehow. No, you're probably right. By using the history hook at least once a show. It validates it. Well, no, he's too far gone when he's watching fucking Downtown Abbey. Or, I haven't done oh, that yet. Downton, Downton, how do they say it? I sound Jamaican. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Okay. Well, fucking no, my thing is. Every girl I talk to has watched this they're show. They're just figureheads, so I feel like they're like, it's kind all for tourists. Tourism. Well, well, it, it, well, they do have power because like yes, they influence they policy. Yes. And they also. Well, I mean, if they back something because they're influencers, right? Yes. Just like, just like if Oprah's like, no, no, vote no, no, for no, Barack no, no, Obama. No, 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 Way more because they more. actually have powers. And, and if someone wants to resign or be nominated in some way, they have to get the queen or the king's approval who actually is running government. And don't they have some sort of clemency power? Yes. They can pardon people as well as. as banishing. Banishing. Like exactly. some old book shit. Really? Yeah, ex- exactly. Remember that when the king uh, stepped down 
to marry the, the American actress, he actually had to, well, in the show, I apologize. He makes like, I didn't watch that. What he had to actually do is agree to be exiled. And he can no longer return. And the only times he can return are when a queen or king allows him to come back. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I, I don't get the whole craze around them. But I thought they were just figureheads. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, it, I, I'm not going to say they're not figureheads to a point, but they do have limited power. Some power. Yes. I think I think they have more power than people think they do. Well, put it this way. a lot of people think like, oh, it's just all about the fashion and the crown jewels. And I think you'd be surprised that they actually have a lot to do. Well, you know how Obama goes and even Trump will go around to different countries and they meet with people and talk with people. Prime ministers don't have to do that. Like an ambassador. Life. Exactly. They're the ones to tour the world and keep up public relations. And, on behalf of England. On behalf of England. It's so, the same thing as like other countries where they have a prime minister and then like a chancellor oh, yeah our vice chancellors president. go around and they shake the hands and they give the speeches right. where prime ministers focus mainly on okay. policy exactly. it's still like a royal bloodline exactly they're it, not just you're the next person in the royal family i no, love no, no, royal no. bloodlines because they have all those uh, genetic disorders <laughs> you always have like one cyclops child on one of the or, branches or you're amazed where the royal families come from like this royal family is currently in power you would think they're from england right no germany germany the hamburg yeah they're actually their their descendant background is from Germany, and they talk about that in the show. And how about how about during World War II, they wanted to be very careful what they said or who they interacted with because they didn't want people calling them traitors. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, see, see what I mean? I think it's and interesting. it's not that it's not that far back that they have no, to deal with that stuff because the Queen is seven thousand years old. Yeah, ninety three. So, so what have you been watching this week? I haven't been watching much at all, man. I've been really really busy. What that with is everything? true. It's a I've busy been, time of year. Yeah, I was done talking. Oh, oh shit. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, no, no. I'm no I <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to move back. I'm finishing up my uh, my last couple semesters at university before professional school, so I'm pretty pretty stacked swamped. up. Swamped Is up. Is this your last year? You got... Yeah, it's my last uh, year. Yeah. Oh. I have this this semester and then my uh, like uh, summer semesters. It's like two classes and then I graduate. So oh. graduation in the fall? In the summer. In the summer. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, Super soon. Yeah. And then it's just making sure my application is all stopped, polished up. Polished up, and then off, you have to take boards, right? Off to physical therapy school, GRE. Okay. GRE into physical therapy school. Well, then Insomniacs, I'll tell you what I've been watching. Okay. All right, Mason, you were done. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Pretty. Much. I haven't oh, okay. watched all that much. Say, he's pretty much. Yeah. Okay. yeah well, I've been on YouTube, like just watching some people's videos. Like PewDiePie is putting out some good content that I've been consuming lately. Killer content. He's been putting out meme reviews. Yeah. If you guys are on this video, go watch PewDiePie's meme reviews and then come Never watch him. He, yeah, he like – like I've watched him from the very beginning. But then I kind of fell out and then I came back. Because his content was for little kids for a while. So we were watching him as like little kids, yeah. like 12 and 13-year-olds. And then we came back. I don't now think I was that more. young. I don't think I was that young when I started really? watching him. Yeah, but I, I really enjoy right. his stuff now. All right. <laughs> He's not into it. I'm not into it. I don't know who he is. I have to watch it. it. He's the number one subscribed channel really? on YouTube. He's like 15, almost 60 well, million un- Until he videotapes a dead body hanging in a forest. He he actually made a – he commented on all that. Yeah, good. He's really great at that kind of stuff. He's really coming to his own as a comedian. I think. Is he really? He's very good. I'm going to have to check it out then. You should. Um, now, what I've been watching is kind of interesting because it's one of the things we're going to be reviewing upcoming. I've been watching Dark. Uh-huh. It's the German version of Stranger Things. Oh, Although, yeah. dude, I, after seeing some of the episodes, I think the comparison is a little off. That's what you keep telling me to watch. The show's I'm supposed yeah. to for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. The show's I get, tried. I, I've been checking out some other things. Yeah, I know. He gets off when he's like, <laughs> I do let's watch The Crown. Let's watch. <laughs> I get on tangents. Let's I, watch I, season four of Longmire again. And, uh, and Cameron's like, <laughs> uh, we're supposed to be watching Dark, and then I'll have to binge it. 
Yeah, exactly. But I think that it's not really an apt description to say it's the German Stranger things because tonally it's completely different. Culturally, it's completely different. Like a lot of the Stranger Things appeal for the first season was the 80s retro right. I aesthetic. Like that. And none of that it was, was a hook. dark. It was a good hook. But my thing is maybe that's the closest comparison they can draw. But I will say, uh, yeah, that's true. It, it's But it, it's just – this show is just that. It's dark. That's it? it? It's – No. Not like dark visually. I'm saying it's darker <laughs> than Stranger <laughs> Things. Turn the light up on the camera. No, and brighter. But I've brighter. been able to amuse myself with the show because this is the show that's been dubbed in like five different languages. Oh, did you and play it has in different French? subtitles. I played it Spanish, French, all these wonky accents. Because <laughs> they all right, if you listen to the German listen to the English, it completely ruins the English dubbing. Because really? the German actor sounds nothing like I love uh, the German actors' voices. That ruins it sometimes. They, yeah, they tell you to watch the English dubbing, and I watch the English yeah. dubbing, and I like the show a lot less because the German actor's voice does so much better with the yeah, delivery. I don't know another a- a language, so it's got you got no, no, you got to watch it like Pan's Labyrinth. Man. Oh, I understand what you're saying. German, subtitles, subtitles. Oh, okay, I can do that. It pisses me off that anyone would even consider watching anything English yeah. dubbing. And then you see me. some weird shit like this. They're like. Yeah, I know. That's Wait! the reason I, I like Crouching Tiger. There was dragon. this one scene where this literally this kid mouthed like five syllables and then it just went, Wait! And I was like, <laughs> It makes you literally do this. I was in my chair. I was just like, oh. You gotta cringe because it makes it seem so low yeah, budget. I'll have to do it that way. Forced. Too. Not to mention, it's a voice actor trying to recreate the emotion in the, the and scene. the feeling. Because they're in a v- they're in a literally an audio booth. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen these guys yes. do like the after dubs? Yeah. They're literally sitting there and they have to watch the scene and try to convey the emotion. And, and then it's, it's tough to gauge the acting job that the, that all the people right. involved in the production did because half of it is tone. You can't hear them deliver emotion, their lines. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. I mean, even if you can't understand it, it, you can read it, and yeah. then that's good enough. Yeah, because after 10 minutes when you're doing subtitle stuff. You don't even realize I you're don't reading. Realize it. it just Exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's an interesting show. I'm excited to review it. I'm I'll excited to, to finish it. it up. I'll have to start watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Shit. Wait a minute. <gasps> yeah, hold, yeah we're going to hold our breath. Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Mace. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I still think it's important that, like, I speak for people who can't watch things often. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have that voice. Fuck. But, you know, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. Write that down. All right. Next, guys, we're going to get into social media moments. Social media This is where moments. we talk about different giant posts that happened that caught our fancy. And here it is. Social media moments. There we go. Did you like that? That was my movie announcer voice. I like our first one. The first one's about Mark Hamill. I felt kind of bad for him because... Uh, he was kind of getting on Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi, and where his character was going. Uh, I won't spoil it. I spoiled it for Mason earlier, but I won't spoil it for everybody. But I guess he was kind of angry because he didn't like how his char- character had worked out, and he was worried about his later performances. And I was kind of worried for the guy because I always wondered, like, I play this game all the time. What What are people's net worth? People where I work. It's fun to play. I do. I get off yeah. on it. Like I see the TV. Get off. Get off on well, it. Qu- hey, question if mark. I'm, if I'm by myself. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you in a loner room. See, did I give the good Nicholas Nicolas visual? Cage, net worth. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what an odd thing to choose. To, uh, that's a weird phrase. Uh, thank you. Thank it. you. It's an 80s reference. So... Uh, I, I looked up so. to see what he was worth. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Different voice. It meant the lower, same thing then. Lower, higher, higher. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> 
So uh, I looked up, and I saw he's worth about $6 million. And everybody, um, you guys went crazy. $6 million is a lot of money. It's right. a lot. All right, think about this. The average two-bedroom, two-bath home, not very big, right? Not big. million dollars in Hollywood. Well, well in Hollywood. No, in California. Hollywood. In California, in L.A. Yeah, in the Valley. Where he lives. Well, I live there. Well, he lives in Malibu. You kind of have to when you're an actor. Because I was listening to him uh, on a podcast with uh, Chris Hardwick. He lives in Malibu. Okay, well, it's average home. He could buy his home outright, five million dollars. How old is he? Fifty-five. You can retire with five million dollars at fifty-five. Anyway, Malibu, the average home is between anywhere between three and sixty million dollars. So you you see what I'm saying? You can't spend half your net worth on a house. Well, but you got to understand that's what they're accounting with his net worth. Not that I'm saying Mark Hamill. If you're listening, you're hurting or anything. But I felt bad that here's a guy. I watched the film in 1977 on the big screen, and you think of Luke Skywalker. It's been around forever. I mean, how many different generations? And I look at somebody's net worth sometimes and I go, geez, I thought he'd be worth more than that. It's like I told you guys before with Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should be worth way more. Right? A billion. Right? You would think? 50 million. He invented all 50 of those. million. He came up with all those characters. This year alone, Marvel's six, five or six billion dollars just in earnings. 50 million. It kind of blows me away. He should get some royalties, right? I would think he'd be making a hell of a lot more money than that. And I know, you know, he's, he's older now. But still, don't you think he should be worth more than that? Yeah. Yeah, well, that was my whole point with Mark Hamill. I was kind of worried about it. But he's he's such a prominent actor, and as me as someone who like really appreciates voice acting, yeah, he did such a great job as the Joker for so long. I know, and to see him only have six million, I know I say only six million, but feel the like same thing. Fuck you. I wish I had six million dollars, but, but when you're working that hard in Hollywood, and he's been in Hollywood since 1977, forever. guys, and not only that, it. he's been in the theater scene. Like a lot of people downplay yes. his theater work. No, no, that's him. true. I mean, he didn't. He doesn't. He's he started more out- work in theater and voice acting yeah he started out as a theater guy at renaissance fairs yeah i mean I don't real know. shit I just, think about that think for mark hamill the thespian yeah <laughs> and, and he did the what's that joker one like the killing joke yeah was fantastic well he does the joker all the time i mean watching him voice act it's pretty much thespian porn am i right <laughs> thank you, you got oh come on he got where i was going now i gotta that. insert some crickets okay so what's our next one <laughs> So what's our next one? All right. So Ben Affleck has been getting a lot of shit uh, from Warner Brothers and um, D- the DCEU. He's been kind of pushed out. Yeah. There's rumors of that he's out after these next upcoming two movies. They've been looking for his replacement actively with throwing up names like John Hamm. Um, there's Ben Barnes, who was in The Punisher, and a couple of others. The guys have to be big enough to be Batman. That's what I like about Ben Affleck. Six foot four, six foot six. He's got to be 250, 260 now. He's got to be. Uh, yeah, he's a big dude for sure. I'm not sure 260. Okay, 240. 240 for sure. But here's Bigger than Mark Ham. It's bigger than that other guy too. Uh, see, here's the thing. John I think Hamm. if it's don't broke, if it isn't broke, don't want to say don't broke, don't fix don't it. Don't broke. If it isn't broke, don't if fix it. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Ben Affleck has been doing such a good job as the Batman. Granted, I know his movie kind of fell apart. With his script, they didn't like the script. They He's didn't been like his personal direction. issues too. With I was his, about his, to say, do you, his personal issues. He was be in and out of rehab. Yeah, that's the big thing. There was that's the whole the nanny thing. scandal where everyone was saying he had sex with a nanny. No one really knows what was Dude, up. Dude, if he's doing a good job when he gets on set, who cares? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Just like, don't, don't do the media tour so we can get you know the, 
you know, that Hello My Old Friend freaking oh, yeah. YouTube video again. If you're oh. smashed, don't show up for the media event. That's yeah, true. Yeah, let Ben go home, man. But he had some of the attributes that I think made Henry Cavill a good Superman. If you have the body type of Superman. It works. That, that was he the is problem. a great Superman, Henry Cavill. Christian yeah. Bale in the final two Batman movies was like 120 apart. pounds. I fell apart. He's way too small. Didn't work. I liked him in Batman Begins because he sold it. But then after that, he was like, I'm not always going to be this big for all these roles. Good, then quit. He was not a big guy to begin with. You saw Chris Evans. Chris Evans was like, give me that protein powder. I'm about to make this cheddar. Shit, yeah, yeah. man. Not just protein powder. He puts some oh, shit that, in it. Hey, ball. Doesn't yeah. matter. If He's you like, can afford it and you want to make hundreds of millions say, of dollars. I have no problem with Hollywood actors using steroids. I. I was going to say, if you're going to pay, pay me $20 million to be Captain America. Hell yeah. If I have and a he shirt, made way more than $20 million. Yeah. If I have a shirtless scene in the movie, I'm taking all the steroids. Yeah. I'm going to look. Why wouldn't cut. you? Why wouldn't you? You've got nothing to lose. Why hold back? Anything. You know? So what's our next one, Ken? All right. This is a very uh, controversial topic, but just uh, I'm going to give out. Mason's head is going to explode. Read for, it out For first. us fellow millennials, I'm going to give out what's called a trigger warning. I don't want to trigger you guys with this oh. soft content. But um, Chappelle, this is a review that just came out that was very yeah. critical of Chappelle's new I, special, I didn't like it. Equanimity. And it said, uh, uh, and I quote, Chappelle didn't come off as a free speech fire starter or an inflammatory punk trying to get a rise out of people. He just sounded old and out of touch. Jesus. A fact that he touched on briefly throughout the set, but not good enough. And this was over the backlash over the trans jokes that were in Equanimity. And if you listen to the special, this this, is complete malice. This is bullshit. He's very progressive. He was super progressive. He said multiple times. He said pro-trans things throughout that entire set of jokes. I, I, I'll admit it. I have not seen it. I'm not a huge Dave Chappelle fan. But the problem I do have with it is, first of all, hello, it's a comedy show. I, that's it's, what I don't get. Why you are know? you taking anything seriously? Exactly. It's a fucking comedy Did show. Did you goddamn laugh when you went in? Here's my. Well, I know that whoever wrote this re- review didn't. They don't have a sense of humor. Percy Fuck. Anything yeah. within a comedy show should be somewhat like you have to respect it. Take it's like, it. Take you, it for what it laugh is. Laugh or don't laugh. Exactly. Exactly. And indeed, Dave Chappelle even said the same thing. People can't even speak recklessly anymore, and that's the yeah. whole point of comedy. And exactly. he said that in the same special. I'm like, this well, cre- this lends so it. much I'm credence to it. it. Because he was like, you, you, it, the, comedians have an uh, obligation to speak recklessly. I agree with because that. Because those are the people that can push the boundaries because they have that kind of umbrella of protection oh, of comedy. Joke. So they can kind of push the limits. And when you take that away from them, then we're all living in a culture where people are afraid to say certain things. Exactly. Literally and, and, all he said. And I've heard about, much. Yeah. All he said about trans people was that they were in a rather funny predicament. That's just ridiculous. And here's that the thing. Somebody all, is just being heard, such an oversensitive jerk off. That's all it is. I've heard that much. They need, to, they need to mellow out. He said that, oh, he thinks it's funny that uh, you think you're something other than what you were born as. And he's like, dude, dude that's a funny predicament. Can, can I say something? All right. Th- I hate to interrupt you. I'm a fat guy. And every time I go into a comedy show and I sit up front, guess what, folks? You're aware that you're I'm a target. A, I am a fucking target. I am a target walking in. And I realize that. And see, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. But you know what? I paid my money. I walked in there. And I know you it's. You got to be a sport about that's it. That's it. And if you're not, then don't buy a ticket and don't go to the show. Yeah, Mason with that chain when he has gel in his hair, dude, he gets talked on uh, every time we go to a comedy show. Do you really? Show. Every you get guidoed out? Yeah. Yeah. Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore. And, and but like, you got to expect that. And I laugh along with it. Because it, it, if you don't, they're going to get worse. Yeah, no kidding. And. Oh, fuck it. Oh, yeah. And there was. <laughs> I, no, sorry. Jesus. I lost my train of thought because you guys got me fucking all mixed up. No. 
Um, I've heard many more transphobic jokes than what he said in his special. What he said in his special was pretty tame. So, so, so for him to, to get say, backlash man. over that, whereas I've heard other like really great comics. Um, oh my god, I just blanked on the dude. Bill Burris even had stuff on podcasts he's went crazy yeah. about, and, and, and I'm he telling even, you right now, he even commended trans people for their bravery as far as removing a bodily organ and then throwing it to the side for their cause. It was funny. It was a funny special. I just don't understand it. And he's he's like he he touched on Caitlyn Jenner and that made people upset. I'm not going to talk through his bit. You got to no. see the special go see for it. yourself on And Netflix. how many times have I said go see it for yourself and form your own opinion? Exactly. I mean, it's just ridiculous but that it's someone comedy. would get this offended over over a masterful comedy special. He did a great job delivering his jokes. He did it eloquently i mean that's there's nothing more you can say and the sad part is we've had comics locked up for saying curse words lenny bruce back in the 50s and 60s and then we had my personal favorite the king of all media howard stern which i was raised on from a teenager listen nothing's out of bounds and he used to tell people all the time turn it on turn it off i'm gonna say what i want about everything in the world and if this is what his, his his freaking mantra was. Nothing is out of bounds. If I'm making fun of everything, I'm treating everything the same. Everything is equal. It then. should be under the same level of scrutiny. Everything. Exactly. You know? And if it's comedy, if you don't want to laugh, don't turn turn the channel. Don't listen. And I agree, I agree with that. It's the only way to do it, man. Yeah. So it just made me. And that's like comedians are trying to change the world with their specials. You know, that's already an asinine idea. Oh, we do have something called freedom of speech. I thought too. That's what that's what shocks me. Well. To be fair, the person in the article never attacked his right to say those things. Kind of did. Just criticized what he said. That's completely valid in my mind. No, I'm not saying it's not. Well, a- how does how does he not have the right to say what he wants in a comedy show, but this guy can say what Criticize. he wants as an article? That's also First Amendment. That's well, what I'm saying. saying. You know what? My thing is then comment on whether it was funny or not, but don't comment on the content. You understand um, what I'm saying? I can. Well, I mean. If someone did something completely out, I mean, I wouldn't comment on the content of a comedy show, but you can comment on the content of whatever you want. I just Plus, disagree with this reviewer's opinion, uh, so that's why okay. I, I have. I'm just with so it. over it. Maybe that's the problem. Plus, plus, he's being who he or she, whoever wrote this. He, she, or her. Whoever wrote this, not he, <laughs> she. He or she is overreacting. Um, Zimmerzer. Oh, Zimmerzer. That's my point. Thank you, Cameron. Cameron got what I was trying to say. Dude, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> no. Right, anyway. It's okay. Plus, That's we'll, we'll leave it on this note. That's you know, ridiculous. And a, a side thing. Tranny jokes are funny. <laughs> all jo- jokes, all are, jokes funny. are funny. It's a chick all, with a dick. No, it's, come on. Uh, it's all funny. Come on. No, if come on, man. It's a all bit, funny. When you see those dudes who are like 50 and have clearly no, defined shoulders I really, really don't care. in a cocktail dress, that's hilarious. But if Good for them, but that's hilarious. It takes the guts to do something like of that. Of course. But my thing and is- And you're living if it's, your truth. And if it's a comedy bit, guess what? It's a comedy bit. Get over yourself. And if you don't laugh at the joke, just let it go. Let it go. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to move on to our next topic. This week in film, this is where we talk things that happened this week in the history of film. Here we many, go. Many, many years ago. You're going to need a bigger boat. Say hello to my little friend. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. He's looking at you, kid. So what happened this week in film? This week in film, our first one we're going to look at is 50-year anniversary of the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's Clint Eastwood, folks. For all of you people who are out there that don't know who that is, first of all, you know him as a director now yeah. and, a, and a part-time actor. He got his start what was called Spaghetti Westerns, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, uh, and he did a three-part series of films filmed in Italy. That's the reason they called them Spaghetti Westerns in the desert of Italy. They were produced there. 
-hmm. brought back here, and for a minimum amount of money, you got to remember, uh, they only cost about one point two million to make, and back then in the sixties for three films, that was still a lot of money. I was about to say. $25 million. Huge payoff. So that's how Clint Eastwood got his his whole... <laughs> Cameron's just screwing with me. That's how he got his whole start. And I'm sorry about the dead air. And uh, that's how he got his whole start. And that's how he broke into Hollywood was over that. Do you want me to tell you why all these old westerns are bad? I can tell you why all old movies are bad. No, let me tell you. Yeah, we because we're same. on the same wavelength with this. Me and Mason oh. think... We we are connoisseurs of film, so we went back and tried to watch all these connoisseurs movies. of film. Nothing past what connoisseurs of uh, yeah, nothing not, past seventy five. Seventy five is no way. I cut it off, Mace. What past what? I don't know, like two thousand and three. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, <'cause laughs> no. It's true. I put on something from the nineties, and you both roll your eyes over the visual image and no, no, the sound. No, no, I'll the, tell you, no, the, no, no. It's, the cinematography wait. is fine. Let Cameron wants to say. Thank it. you. Let me say it because I'm going to tell you why. Especially these Western movies are bad. It's the sound mixing in these old movies. They were back to using old mixers that elementary skid, elementary school kids use for their morning shows now. Those are the type of mixers they had back okay, then. Okay, we're talking about the technology and that was the best at that yeah, time. But let's, yeah, but, but in hindsight, critiquing it now. And there is a the thing a that's called. Can you hear him taking a crap on a folks? No, the, there is a thing called dating. And when you listen to all, watch all these spaghetti westerns, half of the sound in the movie is this ASMR crunching on gravel sound. It's. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I can't remember the last time I saw The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I'm just pointing out that for my age group and a little bit older, maybe some of the other people who are like Westerns, these were huge films that got the star. He was the biggest grossing actor in Hollywood around the world and the world at one time. Butch and Sundance and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly are good movies, but if you rewatch them, you're gonna hear it, and you're gonna you're gonna notice it, and we just probably ruined the movie. I'm not rewatching them. I'll admit it, I'm not gonna rewatch them. But and I, even you know, we might put a clip in right here to show you what the audio sounds like. Good. Oh, there's your pause. Okay, yeah, there, so we'll do that. But but anyway, Clint Eastwood, congratulations. Fifty years ago, pretty good film career if you think about. it. He started off making B cowboy flicks in Italy, yeah, and just turned nice. into the megastar director. Oscar winner, you know, winning actor and director, and it's who he is today. And to be completely honest with you, I like him more as a director. Uh, <clears throat> He's no. directed Outlaw some... Josie Wales, uh, Where Eagles Dare. Uh, I will, will we watch those two movies. Dirty Harry? The fact that... Dirty Harry, uh, Magnum Force. That's the one. Those are my three recommendations. If you want to see older Clint Eastwood movies, uh, you're going to watch... I don't like... Any which way but loose. A lot of people do. That's the one with the orangutan, left turn Clyde. Not a huge fan. But I know you, you guys glazed over. Mason's taking a nap right now. So what I I'm trying to tell you is, eyes. yeah, it's where Eagles stare. I, I watched the movie Magnum and I can Force. hear the guy holding the boom mic breathing. It's like, Hello, Josie Wills. Fuck, man. I know our sound quality is better than those movies. I but will hey, say, not, not taking anything away from those movies, though. Yeah. But I will say Clint Eastwood is the only director that could make a movie about the fucking Miracle on the Hudson. And make great it a watchable, movie. great movie. Great movie. That's why I think he's a Do better Do you know director. what we're talking about, Mace? I lost Sully. <laughs> oh, Sully. <laughs> Sully was a good movie. For a movie that should have been 10 minutes long, <laughs> Yeah, it was an hour and 30 minutes, and it didn't feel like it. Should it was have been actually a, landing on, a landing on the Hudson, and that's it. Tom Hanks did a great job playing a Fantastic. drunk pilot. Always. He wasn't drunk, the fact man. That that's Denzel. That's Denzel. The fact that that movie kept me awake was a miracle on the Hudson. It was a good movie, and Tom Hanks and Clint Eastwood pull it off again. I still think Gran Torino is one of the funniest movies. 
No, I would Actually, like that. a 70 year old man so could funny. kick a young dude's ass. Get off my lawn. He, then it just, just cut to him getting jumped by five cholos and just getting really? his I was shit kicked out of he tries to wow. s- That's how it would happen. Wow. No, you really going to pretend? That is not how it would happen at all. He would try to step backward onto his And porch, fall off the curb. Slip, fall, and <laughs> like, oh, Crack your rib, broke a hip. Uh, and then he dies nice. right there. He lies there all night and freezes to death. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because the neighbors won't come out and help nope, him. He's just like, shit. And he's so old. He, won't, he's he's like, like, he goes to open He goes to open the, the jitterbug phone and it falls out no, of his no, hand. No. Yeah. <laughs> he left his life alert in <laughs> the house. He's like, shit. No, oh, his, no. His life alert was oh, in. He was clutching no. his life That's alert so because he was going to press it. I'd the, save you, Clint. If the Cholos I'd made a move. but Cholos at, again. What? Holy crap. They're gangbangers. And as I he know. fell. As he fell. The life alert slid away. Is Cholo d- offensive? I don't think A little. Is. Barely. Okay. <laughs> Our next one, Mace. Our next one? It is the Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles turned 30 years old. Uh, I just think that's pretty incredible. The cartoon was based and debuted in 1987. Uh the property was then bought and transferred over to Nickelodeon for $60 million. Yikes. Turtles in a half shell. Turtle, Turtle power. power. Yeah, I watch that shit all the time. Constantly. <laughs> and the latest one was out with the Michael Bay film. Uh, still making cash, man. Still making cash. Those are movies. Still turning out comic books. Those are the movies where I, I came back to the old ones where there was dudes in suits. Oh, yeah. Pretty good still. The 80s good. were pretty good. Those movies Those are still all good. Oh, not 80s. That was 90s. Those are some films yes. that actually held up. I would I would let like my future children watch those movies. Those yes, the original ones in the suits. I don't like the later ones in Michael Bay. No. Not as much. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you mean where David Arquette, is that his name? No. Uh, Jeremy Renner? No. no. Jeremy Renner's in the second one. I'm talking about the one who's supposed to be with Megan Fox. The one yes. who's married to Amy Poehler. Oh, it's completely unbelievable. Yeah, no, but I don't like disgusting. that one. It's disgusting. Because he's like... Oh, Bill Hader. No. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. There you go. Not David Thank Arquette. Thank you. Eventually. David Arquette's the one who's married to Courtney Cox, but yes. they got a divorce because he has a porn addiction. Had a porn addiction. <laughs> wow. Sorry, David. Supposedly. Yikes. No, he, no, no. He was a, a, like a self-proclaimed sex addict. Okay. No, but Will Arnett... I'm, he, I'm just saying, if I were married to Courtney Cox, I would also be a sex addict. Yeah, but not to porn. Was he was he using pornography? Yeah, that's what she said. That's what it is. <laughs> that's hilarious. Just imagine Courtney Cox wandering their big fucking mansion. Where's David? You know, I kind of want to see him. You know, spend some time together. Yeah, but why Walks would you be apart? Busting nuts all over his room. Well, I mean, that's the part you never understand. Why would you be in another room when she's in the other room? That's because she pulled her face like cellophane, dude. Yeah. We won't talk about that. We're just, I, I hate We're shooting down all the stars. Fuck Clint Eastwood's old movies. <laughs> I like him. Stop we shit on, like, Dave, we just talked about Dave Chappelle shitting on transgenders, but Courtney Cox changed her race. She's like Asian now. <laughs> oh my God. She looks good. <laughs> she does. I'm not going to say Oh that. my God. Now we'll move on to the next one. We'll oh keep yeah. Moving right along. Just on the last note of that. Okay. I think it's pretty awesome what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has done because the old company that had the rights to it knew they weren't going to be able to, they weren't going to make yes. any new properties. So they sold it all. They gave it to Nickelodeon where you know they're going to use like, they, they, they just had the animated series wrap. They are doing two new movies. They have the comic book series, which with is Batman. actually, did you see the new one? Batman? Yes. And I've heard it's Teenage really Mutant good. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Batman. And it's selling and it's, well. And it does well. It's selling for, well. For kids. Yeah. yeah for kids. Exactly. And it's actually, it, you're right. It is killing it. So a letter, rather than let a property go dead, realizing they have something, it was smart to turn it over to someone else who's going to keep it alive and going and has a fresh idea. Now both companies profit from it. Yes. All right, guys, really quick though, because our listeners will never get another chance. Which Turtle Ninja are you? Let's say we're the Ninja Turtles. Uh, you go. Michelangelo. Raphael. Really? Guess what? I'm Splinter, bitches. Get in line. Uh, you said which one line. of the Ninja Turtles are you? Ninja Turtles. What's I up? Think you're well, you can be a rat bastard. Next. 
Donatello? You're Donatello? <laughs> Am I Donatello really? I think I'm Leonardo. No. no Here's no. the thing. I want to be a Leonardo, but I am a Donatello. That's okay. the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. You're a little bit uh, like Donatello. Yeah. We know, man. Mason's thinking about it now. He's laughing. <laughs> These guys were addicted to the turtles when they were kids. You even kind of look like them. Wow, that's deep cuts. Our next one is Comic Book Men. Uh, Kevin Smith has had that show on AMC now. I think it's in his seventh season. But what the biggest landmark is, he still has his brick and mortar store, the secret stash in, uh, what is it, Hazlitt? Hazlitt? I think it's Hazlitt. New Jersey? New Jersey. Uh, It's been open for 20 years. To anybody to have... A brick and mortar store, especially a comic book store. In today's climate, in, where everything is online orders, I can't I mean, remember. Comic the last books time. are less valuable than coal now. It's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, and, and for my thing is to actually keep making money and keep the store open for twenty years. That's hats pretty, off. It's pretty remarkable. It is. I think it's pretty freaking great. I here's the thing. Do you guys go to comic books? I've been a I couple did. of times. It's really awesome experience. I've actually never been in a comic book store. I would say <laughs> as shocking as that. I was gonna say. Mace is like, can you flex when you say that and make me I feel say, more? I insecure? feel like all of our listeners <laughs> can just look at you and be like, he's never been inside. He's never been. Because it's true. Because the guys that go into comic book stores look more like me than they do like you. I'd enjoy it. I just they're not. They're. Not. I would suggest that you, like especially all these trendy kids who are just getting into superheroes now because it's cool to do it. Yeah. I would say. Go to that's a at good, least go to Barnes and Noble. Yeah, that's a good nerdy first date. Take a girl to a comic book store. Hey, baby, pick out with her. How many want. times have you done? Ball that? out of control. Never. Don't <laughs> give advice because I'm trying to get with ladies. I'm not gonna take her to a comic book store. You want to make a version for life? How many times have Cameron you done is it? trying to sink your ship <laughs> so he can plunder your bitches. <laughs> Five easy tips to turn Leave your dating guy. life into the Titanic. Leave that guy. He took you to a fucking comic book store. What a loser. Cameron will uh, text them. A comic book store? Really, baby? I'll take you to Red Lobster. We'll go to wow. mini. We'll go do some oh, mini that coaster. Oh, yikes. Yep. Good job. Get those chicken biscuits. And Cheddar biscuits. That's sorry. just some scary stuff. So we'll move on to our next one now. The next one is 11 years ago. Cameron's a Toro came up with Pan's Labyrinth. It's an engrossing horror film used with fantasy and adventure. You guys love this film. It was a really good movie. 11 years. I'm watching Cameron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Could, could you do that any more awkward <laughs> in the middle of the show? Right in the middle of everything. And if you spill that, I'm going to fucking kill you. I know you will. <laughs> it's just amazing. Mason actually had to take time out to go. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> amazing. Well, you just wanted to watch me gloriously go. And I'm glad I read H2O. that. Can I ask you a question? What did I actually read? You're about? talking about Guillermo del Toro oh. and his anniversary of reaching Pan's I'm glad you can do two things at once. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that movie, to be honest with you, the, I remember the first time I watched it. And I was kind of drifting in and out with the subtitles and whatnot not and then all of a sudden the lieutenant or he was had some position in the the foreign military just smashed some dude's nose in face until, in with a fucking until his face was bottom. flat like the earth is yeah <laughs> flat like the earth is wait a second flat earth flat earth <laughs> no wait. but as soon as that happened i was like whoa i'm in what? dude look into it that's all i'm saying yeah it's a definite i mean if he's really big right now because of that movie uh the uh, what is it called the shape of water yeah, yeah. isn't that where like the the, the go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say no, it. No, what's that? What's that monster from the lagoon? Abraham. What is that called? Creature from the black lagoon. The creature from the black lagoon has sex with like a deaf chick. Isn't that the whole wow. point of the movie? I thought it was. It looks like it was. It, it was great. It, got, it won Golden Globe, so he must be directing something mute. right. I mean, I'd rather watch that than like Helen Keller. Helen Keller's hidden. Or sex the tape. good, the bad, and the ugly. Could you imagine Helen Keller's hidden sex tape? Yes. 
<laughs> Mason's like, yeah, I put some time into that thought. Yeah. Look at him, look up, look at him, look at him. He's like, he's drifting off right now. I thought the I thought the creature looked more like Abraham from Hellboy. You know why? I think it's the same guy who it's played the same him. actor. Oh, really? Absolutely. Well, that's why. Yep, I was reading that on the internet. It's same guy. He's been doing it for over. It's got to be 15 years. How sad is that? He's probably worth more than Mark Hamill. I bet you he is. You know, he also was the was the thin man in Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. The thin man? Yep. The guy with the eyes on his, on his oh, hands? The pale man. Pale man. Jesus Christ. My references no, are off No, you're thinking of yeah, the, the, the movie. The yeah, you're thinking of the movie. So as we move on, we're moving on to 15 years ago today. We're talking about the Catch Me If You Can. That's the Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. Caprio movie put out by Steven Spielberg. Great movie if you haven't seen it. It does not go away with time. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah, I love anything Tom with Tom Hanks. It just works. Tom Hanks movies don't need special effects, man. Can now, you can you think of a Tom Hanks film? Like I think it's impossible for him to play a bad guy. Could you imagine Tom yeah. Hanks going to be like Road per, Road to Perdition? That's why. that's where he was a hitman for the mob. Oh, really? And he yeah. played a bad guy. He played a bad guy, but you know what? It wasn't really Probably bad not that because good. by the end of the movie, he was a good guy. Well, well there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Oh, Jinx. Oh, Jinx. You owe me a this is awkward. Diet, Diet Coke. A monster? <laughs> monster. Yeah. monster. Delicious low-calorie monster. Yeah. Pick one up today. <laughs> Movie only cost about $52 million to make. Guess how much it made? $7. $352 million. <laughs> Another winner for Spielberg and Hanks. Missed and it by that much. It's amazing. Here's the thing. Steven Spielberg directed it and it had Tom Hanks... In that movie, you could tell me that they're making a live adaption of Shrek and that Tom Hanks is starring it and Steven Spielberg is directing it and I would go pay $50 to see it. I'd be funny as shit. It would be funny. I'd, I'd watch Tom Hanks be Shrek. <laughs> I just pictured, you, just, you just, yeah, I can I see I just pictured that. Tom Hanks, it ain't the... I just, I just think, I just tried to sing Smash Mouth did a Tom Hanks accent. Yeah, okay. I just, he'd you walk up and be like, happen. hi, I'm Shrek. <laughs> so now we're going to go on to... The People's Report. <laughs> My Tom Hanks needs work. <laughs> yeah, it does. Along with all of your other impressions. <laughs> well, I can, I can do a pretty good... How's school going, Cam? It's going great. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your best impression right now. Best impression? Best yeah. impression. I could do an Asian reporter woman. Give it. Oh, you're... Mason. <laughs> oh, Mason. Mira. <laughs> Mira. <laughs> Why are you going to direct it to him? That's the scary part. No, he does a good Christopher Walken if he can compose himself. Oh, okay. You want me to do Christopher Walken? Yeah, Yeah. do a good one. Don't look Uh, at him. Oh, Mason. I'm going to give you this watch. This was your father's watch. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not bad. It's It's there. The cadence is there. I need to work on the everything. I can do it. All right, here's the. Ready? Oh, Mason. Me so honey. (laughs) Okay. You already had a chance. So yeah, I'm done really. with that you, one. You, 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 yeah, that that's was... your best one. <laughs> we're we're going to take a look at the editor to see if we can get rid of that. Cameron died. Yeah. Oh, All right. shit. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep going with this. Look at him. He just, it's, it's killing him. Are you okay? Wrap oh, fuck. That was a good one. Right. <laughs> Quote of the week. Quote uh, of the we week. Didn't, wait a minute. Quote of the week. Uh, oh, no, no. You skipped ahead, bro. I skipped ahead. Yeah, yeah way ahead. Way ahead. Oh, way ahead. Man, Mason wants this show to be over. So he's, he's had enough. Next, we're going to do the People's, People's Report. Report. And we have a special edition. Number five. We have a special edition of the People's Report today. We're going to be talking about the top five actors who made the most money. In 2017. In 2017. I think it's pretty interesting. All right. It's enlightening. Projections. 
I want to hear what you guys think. Who will be number one in the comments down below? I want to see right now. Comment down below. One through five. One through five. Who do you think the top five earners in Hollywood are for 2017? <laughs> right. Brad Pitt, Tom Hanks. Who? Tom Cruise. Nope. Just throwing out big movie stars. Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, George Clooney, possibly Ben Affleck. Okay, so can I, can I all start? wrong. All Matt wrong. Damon. So we're going to go with number five. We'll count our way up to number one. Jackie Chan earns sleeper forty nine million dollars. Uh, he's just killing it in China. He's one of the biggest stars there on the mainland. And most of his movies are huge overseas, yeah. and they're not bad movies. Did you I know? Used to love watching them. I didn't know this, but apparently he did a number of Chinese films last year. Yeah. Like, he also sings, and it does, they sell really well there. Really? Apparently. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. Yeah, man. That is insane. Well, is it like is he like the She Bangs guy? No, he sounds a, a smidgen better than William Hung. That's it, William Hung. The she, she bangs. She, she bangs. bangs. Oh, baby. Why she move? Oh, my God. <laughs> Our next That's number four. That's better than my Asian reporter woman accent. I know. All right. <laughs> now, why does it have to be a, an Asian reporter? I just, well, have you ever seen miss, Family Guy? I fucking yeah. miss William. It's Hunt. a clip from Family Guy. She okay. goes, "Me so horny, me love you long time." That was actually better than the first, right? Because I was calm that time. Yeah, composed. Where and is William Hung? He was the funniest guy ever, man. Went, yeah. on, went on American Idol and his teeth are fucking holding hands, crisscross <laughs> applesauce. Holy shit! <laughs> it's the United Way moment by William Hung. Oh my fucking! I think God. that was <laughs> poor man. Simon Cowell was gonna be so mean in that judging that, he and he just, wasn't. He flipped Dude, all the way around. Felt bad for him. That now, was Simon Cowell was mean before he made his money. Now that he has the model wife nice and he's on shit. beaches and a, and a kid yeah. on Britain's Got Talent, he's so nice. I remember yeah. when he used to clown little kids for coming hey. on American Idol, and now he's like. That was utterly adorable. Well, you know why? He's getting it on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure he was still was. pining after Paul nah, Abdul. I think he finally... Really? No, I think he you finally... Don't, weren't they a thing? They were an item. No, I don't, know. I don't think so. You don't I think love they you, were Paula, but I don't think so. I don't think she was going there. Next, number four. Get this. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler kindled it this year with $50.5 million. Uh, he just recently signed a huge deal with Netflix. And guess what, folks? He made uh, he had a five-film deal, and he signed another five-movie deal with Netflix. So next year is going to be a good year for, for Adam Sandler again. We're going to see more of the same shit from Adam Sandler. Dude, you know, I, if he can do more movies like The Do-Over... It has potential. Yeah. Well, it was one out of five in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, any more Sandy Wexler shit and he's oh. going to lose my support. Man. No, no. I mean, I didn't love all of his movies, but he's he's made so many hits in the past. He has. He gets it's a pass on those four movies. For, honestly, 50 first days. If the rest of this contract is a stinker, I will always remember his work fondly. Yeah. Waterboy. I mean, Big Daddy. But those People movies. People hated Little Nicky, but I liked it. I can watch those movies again and again. They don't, they don't pass. They pass. They do not get old. That's one of the movies. If if they want, if you wanted to tell me what I would, if I had to pick the worst critically reviewed movie that I would yeah. recommend, I would say Little Nicky. Little Nicky got killed. Because if you can get over the accent, his list the movie makes great. that movie hard yeah, to it's watch. It's funny. It's That's funny, the though. only bad part. Where he's like, he sounds like, okay, I don't want to say it. Don't say it. Not gonna, don't, don't say it. It's like the bye-bye man. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say, say it. it. Don't think Yeah. <laughs> don't think it. Don't you know say what it. I, you know what I thought was really, really interesting? What? Um... So Adam Sandler is making fifty point five million dollars right. off that deal. Dave Chappelle actually made sixty million for three stand-ups. For three stand-up specials. Yeah, so he would he would yeah, damn. He would place very highly on this list. Yeah, but these are acting. Act just act, I know, I'm just saying yeah. that's crazy. For how. stand-up comedians, he probably killed it this year. Yeah, I'm sure. You Number one, I mean? probably. He probably really doesn't care what that guy was saying either. No. When you're putting sixty in the bank. 
Go ahead, make a comment. Any press. Get and he press. made several jokes about how wealthy he is, and they were all very funny. Yeah. Why not? That. I mean, the dude, the dude's. I mean, he's banking it. Hashtag balling. Yep. Yeah. So our Thank next you. number three, Vin Diesel, storms back with fifty-four point four million dollars with his eighth installment of Fast and the Furious franchise, which made over a billion dollars, including for his paychecks from Triple uh, X and Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot. So he's actually been doing that. Stop looking at my levels. <laughs> I'm the producer. I got to check the stop levels. Stop the levels. <laughs> You're killing me. Because every time you look over at the levels, I'm looking at you. So stop. Oh, my God. So he made $54.4 million. Number two. And then it comes down to number two in the rankings. Sorry. All right. Really quick on Vin Diesel, though. Have you guys seen Triple uh, X? Well, that was number two, Xander everybody. Cage. The Return of Xander Cage? No, I stopped. I watched the first one. That's it. The number two is... Eh. Eh. I oh love the God. first one with that that uh, the boat with the uh, biochemical weapon yeah. in it. That's so good. How much money is he really making from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? All of his money is coming from that Fast and the Furious drop. Exactly. I was going to say because if you show me, does doesn't he own a percentage of that franchise? Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, so he's making sweet sweet. He's making a flat fee plus twenty percent. I was going to say he can't be getting paid more than a hundred grand for that Guardians of the Galaxy. He's making no. more than that. He's making more than that. He literally he's says, more. "I am Groot." Yep. And I bet you they have enough on tape for him now. He doesn't even have he to show. He doesn't have to do it. They just pay him the same amount, and he signs off on it, and they move on. That's, that's actually So crazy. it's really great. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson is number two. Came in with $65 million. Look at that. As soon as Cameron saw Dwayne's name he on smiled. that list, he's Look just at his, like, his Sparkle in his <laughs> oh, eyes. Okay. Sparkle in his eyes. Or did was that a rollback into his I head? think both of you. Okay. I think both of you, <laughs> after seeing his resume of this past year, are impressed. No. Well, I've, well, the he's dude, making quality films. Baywatch was his only one that was. It was a stinker. It was a stinker. But you, I've seen Jumanji. I have really like that. Everybody's loving that movie. Over five hundred million dollars already. Really San Andreas was a really San good Andreas movie. was a great movie. It was good. Rampage looks great. Haven't Black seen Adam is coming it's down the pipe. I haven't seen that. It's not, it's not, yet. It's not yet. So those two aren't out. So what are you saying? What he what he did already? He had Fast and the Furious Eight, <laughs> which like was great. Movie. He's the star. Of that His movie. Hobbs character. He is. And now yeah. that Hobbs character is spinning off. Getting a spinoff. Yeah, and people are outraged by that. What's his name? The Tyrese. Tyrese. Have you guys seen this? Whining. This Tyrese guy. He's crying on the internet. It's the most bitch-made thing ever. He's like crying to his ex-wife. He's like, I'm already giving you $8,000 a month. What more do you want from me? Did you hear the funniest part about that? She took my Lakers tickets. Did you hear the funniest part about that? <laughs> look at the look at the levels. Did you hear the funniest part about that? Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith gave him money just to shut up off shut up and stay off the internet if he will Good. just not go on and cry anymore. Five million dollars just to shut up. Reportedly, the amount. Shut up and stop crying. Hey, Will Smith, I'll never post again. Really? Hey, you know me what's too. I can yeah. break into a goddamn tear right now. Uh, that just cuts to me on my Instagram. What more do you want from me? Yeah, I, all I know I'll is... i pay you zero dollars a month. That is just unbelievable. <laughs> and number one, if you can believe it or not, folks, Mark Wahlberg brings Marky in Mark. $68 million last year. It just unbelievable. He beat the, beat the Rock. He's the top earner Transformers the last night and daddy's home too. You may not even thought of him for this list because his bigger films came out earlier in the, in the year. year. Exactly. I mean, his late, the movies that came out later, I mean, he's got daddy's home to daddy's home to 
which is upcoming. I'm sure he already got. Let me just tell you, that. Daddy's Home Two, the most predictable movie ever. Oh sure. Yeah, and then he's got <clears throat> Transformers last night, and they need to stop making those movies. Like they're making money, dude. Yesterday. They make a billion dollars. People no love way. that. A they billion? love that franchise. Well, have to look they are the... never going to stop making those movies. I, I'm done once with they those. started making Extinction, I remember we went to see Extinction. That was the longest movie. In we history. walked in. It's just nonsense. I shit you not. Three hours. I don't know the plot of this movie. That movie to this day. But the movie was three hours and 40 minutes yeah. long. Why did we go? Because your little brother sat there in between the two of us, grinning like a nut because he loved the movie. Because a robot ear to dinosaur ear. stopped around you, for three hours? Your little brother loved it. And we sat there and you know what? He didn't, he didn't get up. He didn't finish his popcorn. He didn't finish his soda. And he watched that movie. We saw an IMAX 3D. I do remember that. IMAX 3D, three hours and 40 minutes. Both probably. my legs fell asleep. Me too. I thought I'd never make it out of that. He thing. had to smack me back in the head twice because I was dozing off. But you know, your little brother, there's that group. It's Love like the those Hobbit movies. for me, man. Yeah. The Hobbit movie sucked. Oh, wait a minute. Take it Oh, back. let me tell you. No, they did suck. Because oh. here's the thing. Oh, I All right. I was waiting for the Battle of the Seven Armies because when I was a kid, I read that book in high school and I was like, I cannot wait. They're making the Battle of Seven Armies. They made that whole battle CGI. It looked like everyone was swinging around pool noodles because CGI has no weight behind it. So all of it just looks like a CGI simulation. I'm like, that's cool CGI simulation. You think think they could make a few of the soldiers look different? Like put some scars on some people's faces, maybe change their look up. No, no, No. same person. And then Peter Jackson in the earlier movies would have literally like 1500, like 5,000 dudes run against five. 5,000 dudes just well, in Urukai. They ran out of money. Pain. You know, they, they wanted to do CGI and get it done. Oh, get God. It. There were some wonky moments in that trilogy. Not you to remember mention, in- I fell asleep at the beginning of the film, woke up. They were still walking. Oh, my God, dude. I felt rested, and I'm like, this film is still fucking yeah, you, you, Was it a quality nap you paid for? Yeah, the third movie was two hours <laughs> no, long. I watched no, it after it came out. There was one thing to happen in the third movie, and it took two hours to happen, and I was like, this is one of the slowest-paced things I've ever seen in my life. But I will say I haven't watched it again. They're going to make the tel- the television show at Amazon, yeah. and I can't wait That's that. a great time to redeem some of the mistakes they made. Well, it's Hobbit only going to be an hour, and if they pack the action in, and no, it'll, it'll make allow- it a drama. The TV show will allow for a much really? bigger <laughs> story arc. Sure. I'm going to... I'm going to do that every time you look at the fucking movie. <laughs> every, every time. <laughs> Don't yeah, See, there you go. <laughs> Both of you guys. I'm going to call you out and they'll stop eventually. So no, because the show will sound good. I win. And we're going to move on after Mark Wahlberg wins with $68 million last year. He was a top earning actor in Hollywood. And that's your top five list. Next, we're moving on to birthdays. Every time we have the happy birthday segment, I just cut to like a sushi restaurant where they force all the workers to come out from behind the counter. <laughs> we need that song. The happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. You know, like they do that. There we go, monitor shit. again. <laughs> you know, no, oh but my God. don't they do that? Yes, they, yeah, do. they do. It's insufferable, man. Yeah, but I love that. No, I remember. Um, I love that song. They God. sound so forced, man. They if are. You're sing it, be but, genuine. No, they're paid to do it, and they hate doing it. Yeah. So I like that point. And that's then like, your family members tell them it's your birthday because they want you to get free shit. That's why oh, you're yeah. a cold stone, and you just keep tipping them over and over again. <laughs> that's sadistic. You're there with the fifty ones. Fifty ones. About to ruin your life. <laughs> About to ruin your whole fucking day. I'm just saying <laughs> it out. I'm not even here to get ice cream. <laughs> just I don't even like ice cream. Sing. I'm lactose intolerant, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So next, we're going on to birthdays. Our first birthday is... Dylan Christopher Minette from the Goosebumps movie. Remember that? Hey, real quick. Jack Black? Who are you? I don't know. I'm older. It's the kid. 
Yeah, I know who he is. I'm, I'm being. He was the next I'm door being neighbor. Facetious, but why wow, you're just crapping on somebody? <laughs> the movie was well, okay. It well, was a but, kids movie. Okay, it was a kids movie. You liked it. He there was were a no. Kid v- I liked it, but there were no like scary. Yeah. It was not scary oh. whatsoever. Really? At all? How'd your movie turn out last year? Oh, I was gonna say yeah. that's, that's okay. You're that's, just taking it crap. A wild that's a, crap. That's book. a that's like such a false argument to say like really. Yeah, it's the so it's you're, the gonna, you're gonna crap argument. on his career, but the he fact, used his privilege. No, the fact that <laughs> like the fact that I need to star in movies. Do an English accent. No, yeah. the fact that I need to he star in a movie to be a critic privilege. of a movie is re- is ludicrous. It is. All right, it is. You just like throwing shade. Well, happy birthday, Dylan. Yeah, right. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. I just now cut to that sushi restaurant. I'm sitting across from Dylan. <laughs> Your movie <birthday>. fucking sucked. <laughs> I'm here trying to wish this poor guy a happy hey. birthday. Jared's like, who are you? Is that Dylan Minette over there? <laughs> yeah. Your movie sucked, bro. <laughs> and, and, happy birthday, and, you fuck. D- Dylan who? <laughs> Minette, you suck. <laughs> Jesus I'm kid. sorry, dude. I'm sorry. It's a happy birthday. We don't don't do deaths on the show because we want to be happy for somebody. I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. Wow. Dylan, happy birthday. Happy from, birthday. From Matt and I. Hey, I'll yeah. go buy a, a Blu-ray of Goosebumps. We already have it. The books are better. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually. Sorry. But happy birthday. David Jude Hayworth Law. Thank you. Or better known as Jude Law. Jude Law. He turned 45. This man does not age. No. He 45. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. I love that. And he was in King Arthur, that great movie. So many great He's movies. got a third of a tooth in that film. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Road to Perdition, too. Uh, he was my that. favorite Dr. Watson. Ugh, and awkwardly, man. I told so many of my friends that he was, he played Jarvis. I thought he world. did. It wasn't him. It's Brian Bittman. It's Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Sorry. Why Paul Paul Bettany for like yes. all of the movies. Yes. I was like, no, they switched to Paul Bettany, but it was Jude Law for the first three. I thought it all my was. friends were like, yeah. really? I didn't know that. So they went and told everyone else. I'm pretty sure I spread that rumor across yeah. the country. And then you probably somebody... started telling people that because I was like, I had no idea Jude Law played Jarvis. I thought he did. And it would make time. sense because Robert Downey Jr. and him worked together on Sherlock Holmes. No, not that. So I was like, of course. No, no, no I mean, no. I just thought that because it's an English guy and like, I don't know what's going on apparently. All right, Mason. A countdown from three named Paul Bettany's best film. Three, two, one. The one with Night's the Tale. Avengers. Night's Tale. Oh, there Night's you Tale. go. Night's Matt, Tale. Matt's a real movie fan. Night's Tale. 100%. Great. I love when he, he played does. Chaucer. He played the yep. Jeffrey Chaucer. Chaucer. I love when he does the announcements. A writer. A writer with, with parchment. A writer. <laughs> yeah. It's just a I great movie. movie. If you haven't seen Do that movie. Do you need patents of nobility? A patents of nobility. <laughs> it's just a great movie. If you haven't seen Night's Tale, go watch. It stands up. All right, next is Allison Brie Schwerferhorn. Well, she just goes by Allison Brie. She's, what the fuck? It's yeah. probably a great from idea. The, from, I, I'll tell you that. 35 Even years if, old. I'm not an actor, but if my last name was fucking Schwermerhorn, dude, I think wow. I'd change that You're shit. Just gonna, why? why are you shitting well, somebody's last okay, name? Okay, come on, dude. That, How do you know it's not from like noble Nobility? Yeah. Oh. No, this is probably her maiden name. Oh. She'll get married and switch that shit. <laughs> of course. Well, she, she's shortening up and she goes by Allison Brie. She's the latest actress. She's in The Disaster Artist, the one that just James Franco it's won the bullshit. Uh, for. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's but bullshit. Anyway. That's James Franco right now. I, know. I did not touch her. It's bullshit. I did not touch her. <sighs> that poor not. bastard. Oh, hi, Seth. <laughs> he gets right up there and then he gets, he gets tweeted on like right in the middle of his okay. speech. Okay. But his allegations are circulating right now, so I don't. Oh. We don't want to say either way how we All feel right, so about it. Yeah, but until right. the truth comes nope, out, you're right. You're right. That guy's on the spectrum for sure. Because he's done shady stuff in the past. Yes, he, he talked to that one girl on Instagram on, when she was 17 until she was 
18 and then floor to him. Wait. Oh, I thought we were talking about the guy who made the design. The no, room. that's Tommy no, no, Wiseau. No. We're talking about James Franco. He has yeah. allegations, uh, right? Now. Well, he's a professor. That wow, is dicey. But Mason, we're not. It's talking not about against that right policy, now. though. And our next it's just happy fr- birthday. It's just frowned upon. Yeah, frowned upon. Extra crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. That's when it is illegal. You, you can't sleep crazy. with a teacher that you have a class with. But once you're out of their class, go get her, Tiger. Okay, next one is Stan Martin Lieber, also known as Stan Lee. Happy birthday, Stan Lee's 95. Excelsior. Oh my gosh. Jesus. That's man. pretty good. You know, it's been a, it's been a Come on. Put some respect on my Stanley. Well, I'm just saying f- for a fact is What a life. Yep. And he had a sad year. He lost his wife, 63 years of marriage <gasps> this past year. You lo- I, is it Joni? Yeah. Do so you guys want to talk about the sexual assault scandals? No, I don't Stanley. want to talk about Stanley now. Wait, Stanley's getting yeah, he allegations. Got, he got hit too. And, a and here we're again. We're talking happy birthdays. Hey, man. You know what? He needed a sponge bath. If it's your birthday. Oh my God, that does not make it, dude. Okay, what is the? He's literally. It's sad though. It's sad though because he's it in is. a nursing home and he's like. Please. Not a nursing home. It was a visiting nurse. Oh, I'm sorry, a visiting nurse, and he's like, please suck my dick. He did not. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's not even true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you both staring at the monitor. No, he's like, that's distracting. I came up with Spider-Man. No, come on, oh guys. <laughs> come on. We're never going to so get a guest up. on this show. It's so messed up. We're right, never going to get We don't want to get layers. We don't condone any of that, actually. None of it. But and it's not even funny. That's what's reported. It is not. It is. Google it. Google it right no, now. I'm not Googling it. I All like right, Stan. Fine. You can't handle the truth. Ke- hey, Kevin Smith, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'd like to have you on the show. I know you like Stan Lee. I like all of you guys. I have nothing against Stanley. He's, I want to guess. I would ask. You know what's too. funny? Old dudes always do this stuff, and it's. I don't want. His, you want to hear what birthday. George George <laughs> George oh Herbert Walker Bush God. did? Believe Apparently, me, I he came felt up, up with the segment. This is not where I thought <laughs> it was going to go. Here, the, let's let's hear this though. He felt up a nurse at a nursing home, and he said, "Hey, I'm David Copperfield," <laughs> and he grabbed her. Ass and I was just like, "That's so messed up and wrong." And I totally feel for that Don't, woman. That's disgusting. Why are you laughing? Like, but I'm it's also hilarious. It's not funny. David she got sexually assaulted. God. That's molesting. He, he grabbed her. Stanley asked, and she said no. So I think, like, that, right, well, anyway. come on, come on. Next topic. This is not where I thought this was all going to go. <laughs> yeah, sexual assault, goosebumps, Dave Chappelle will call a brittle spirit. Oh, I like that. No, I don't get it. Tell me. A brittle spirit. You have to watch the... Uh, I'll have to watch the special, man. No, go watch The Bird Revelation. I think that's the best of his three specials out right now. I won't... I, should I say what... No, no. no I'll go see it. You gotta I'll watch go it. it. You gotta watch it. And next, it's Denzel Washington. Born December 28th, 1954. 63 years old. Born in New time. Dude looks fantastic. Really good. Putting out some great movies. Redid uh, the uh, Magnificent Seven. Uh, he's he's also done the Equalizer. He's done some great movies. Happy birthday, dude! Keep killing it. I didn't see his last movie. All I want to see it. The Equalizer was the shit, man. It was. That it was, was so a good. good. What he kills Dan Blazarian. Kills everybody. So, he kills crazy. everybody. Everybody. Setting the setting the watch before the fights. That's oh, so cool. Wasn't that great? So cool. And he was seconds. one of the few. Actors who did not have a complete shit acceptance speech in the recent years. He, the, when he wins an award. He always puts everything together perfectly. An amazing public Dude's speaker. Dude's a class act. I'm sorry. And that brings us into our next segment. Oh my god, it's one big story, boys. Way to be prepared. Right so on top of things. For <laughs> oh boy, it is. Oh boy. It is so f- flipping big, you know so what I'm So we'll saying, jump boys? into our next story, which is... 
Ryan Johnson's Star Wars The Last Jedi earns close to $940 million worldwide, pushing the franchise past $4.06 billion, the sum that Disney uh, supposedly paid in 2012 for Lucasfilms for the IP of They've Star Wars. They've already made money. Yep, and, and this is this is not counting merchandising, merchandising toys, all those crazy stuff. plush fucking what are they called? Porgs. Yes. Yeah. So get this. So they, five years ago, they pay four billion dollars for something, and everybody goes, huh, "Good luck paying that back." It's going to take a couple decades. Five years later, cha-ching. Well, I, I feel like that's how the UFC feels about WME right now. I mean, do you have, that's how WME feels about the UFC. They're like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> but I don't think that was as yeah. good of an, an investment as uh, I, well. It's all who's managing it. True, that's true. But, but I'm just saying, Mickey's sitting in his office, going, "Ho ho! I robbed you blind." Yeah, <laughs> literally. Well, you know, you can't feel bad as George Lucas. That's either. your best impression. That's what I'm Mickey saying. Mouse. Okay. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Write I just really, down. I really feel that George. Put it on your resume. I mean, he, he was really inventive. <laughs> I'm sitting there in a bank. You like how we're having two conversations right here special, on the air? You have any special skills? Whoa! <laughs> well, golly! All right. Go down to the clubhouse. I can show you all my skills. Pluto. That's disturbing. There, right. yeah. Let's look at the monitor. Don't worry, we're going to create. Was that a peak? <laughs> Was that a peak? <laughs> we're going to create an entire playlist on our channel. It's just ASMR and peaks <laughs> <laughs> for the really freaky people. All right, it's just going to be a whole episode. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the. It's our show. <laughs> it's just the show. <laughs> Next story is Sony Pictures just announced it grossed $1 billion in last year in 2017. It is the third studio this in that year to gross over a billion dollars. And my thing is, it's like I've also tweeted before, uh, are we just having studios yell uh, yell fire why did I butcher this one? you're having a stroke really quick <laughs> I need, need you to look at the camera nose start to bleed and then fall forward so we can really get yeah it. we'll just hit viral right there Amelia 10,000 downloads let's go alright but people are complaining that cinema's having a very down year and studios are hurting and this, this is, is the third studio to pass you. over a billion dollars yeah. wow. in revenue in 2017 and if you want to see us call it like the motherfucking shot you can go to our original Stream Wars episode where we talked about the diversification of entertainment and now you know why all these people are saying this. We already we already wrote the playbook, Cinema boys. Cinema up worldwide, down in the U.S. Because the, the way to absorb content is so diverse, it right. doesn't always make sense. It's not always practical for people Pe to go out yeah, to the movies. People are getting home going on YouTube, then Amazon Prime, then Netflix, I then saw, Hulu. Have, and then they're like, maybe we'll go out to a movie if we can't find any. Exactly. Like, I have HBO Go, Netflix, Amazon Prime. I do, YouTube, Hulu. I, I watch Hulu. I don't need to go every yeah. day. It's got to be an event, literally. So, so that's the only reason studios aren't hurting too badly. But one yeah, billion but, I mean, dollars, I still third studio to go over a billion dollars. I mean, are we just going to keep screaming fire to get people to, to pay drive attention? People to the, the, the movie, movie theaters theater. to support everything. I mean, how much do you really need to fucking make? You yeah, know, that's all I have to say. All right, horror's biggest year ever. Yep. Led by it, the highest grossing R-rated horror movie of all time, guys. Wow. All time. Fantastic. And then you have Jordan Peele's <laughs> Get Out doing very, very well again. That's a huge commercial success. I didn't even know this. The budget for that film 
$4.5 million. Yes. That is next to nothing by today's standards. And that movie grossed $254 million. Million dollars. That is ridiculous. After that movie got the critical acclaim, Jordan Peele was like motherfucking Charlie yeah. in Willy Wonka. I got a golden ticket. Hell yeah. It's insane. He can go to any studio now and pretty much get any project funded. Yep. He could walk in and say, hey, guys, I want to reshoot Boogie Nights. But put a new spin on it. And it'll be Everyone's wearing see. chicken masks. And <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, here's $2 billion. Yeah. I mean, his vision, like he clearly has, he's very, he's a genius, man. When it comes yeah. to horror, I mean, I know he's only had one really big breakout movie, but just well, all the skills he displayed. The new themes. I've had, it's so rare that a movie like genuinely surprises me where I was like, that did not go where I think no. it was going. Yeah, it was pretty where cool. I was sitting there watching Get Out with a friend and I like got up after her and I was like, what the fuck? Fuck. No, but I mean, 2017 was so exciting, especially someone like I consider myself a pretty passionate horror fan. And I just feel like this is going to motivate so many up and coming filmmakers. I hope so. Excuse me. And even giant filmmakers into making even more horror films because the initial investment doesn't have to be tremendous. No. Sometimes when they limit the amount it costs to make a movie, it makes it more inventive on how to get things across. Mm -hmm. And that that. Ability to come allowing, up with it. Uh, allowing a horror film to play into the imagination of the viewers is one of the most underutilized and powerful yes. tools. Use their imagination. Use because what you can imagine is far, far scarier, worse. far worse than anything you could ever put on screen for thirty, forty, fifty million dollars. You know, the next big horror movie, I can guarantee they're going to take that human Ken doll guy. And just have him oh. chase people around a mansion, and that will sell millions. Speaking of, of chasing, that is the scariest man ever. If you've ever seen him, this man has had like a hundred and eight plastic surgeries. Yeah, he looks terrible. It looks he like looks a. Ridiculous. It looks uh, laughable. It's he needs. Insane. He needs to get with that woman who's trying to look just like Angelina Jolie. Oh my god, that'd be a pair. What would their kids look like? We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because their faces are so <laughs> twisted. But. To go on that same vein, um, speaking of mansions, the Winchester movie yeah. about the Winchester mansion, yes. they, uh, that that looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, so A Quiet Place looks really good too. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she was married to the win, the guy who created Winchester, Winchester Rifles. Rifles. And exactly. then she had the, the these builders build this uh, crazy mansion with staircases oh, that led this. to nothing. Yeah. Doors yeah. that would open and fall, like you'd fall. Well, right she felt like she was house. haunted and – by adding yeah. rooms on and putting crazy directions in it, she would hope it Confuse would leave the ghosts. the ghosts so they wouldn't be able to find her. Yeah. And that was the cool part about that. She had a severe mental illness. It's this like, bitch was crazy. Yeah, it's like Thank Abraham. God she had the money. Abraham just shut Mary Todd away in like a wing of the house. She would just wander around. Wow. She's running into the wall. Well, then again. again, she did have like – didn't she have like two kids die young? Yikes. Yeah. Wow. They had to bury two kids. And well, she, didn't she have like dementia or something? Yeah, later in life. I didn't even know. Hey, you know what they say – <laughs> oh, wow. A lady in the streets, a medically induced freak in the sheets. Yeah. What are you going to do? There you go. So after – Emancipate uh, such... my proclamation. Okay. Oh. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Oh. <laughs> come on. Especially after the year in Hollywood like that. I mean, I'm are the theaters still going to keep crying uh, fire? <laughs> Is he glazing over yeah, us? I'm just going to keep crying. <laughs> Let me give you my Abraham. And that leads us right into the next story about, you know, the box office, <laughs> <laughs> box office <Dude>. worldwide. <laughs> Bring it in. Yeah, we're You're just right, going to so. keep going. 
box office worldwide set all kinds of records for forty billion dollars. Here in the United States, it's down two point three percent, like Mason was saying. Two point three percent. I know it's horrible, but up around the world, about three percent. See, we joke about that, but suits are probably losing their jobs. Right? Oh yeah, they're sitting lot. around a desk going, "What do we do?" Last because year? there were some. What, what was? What did we earn on that day? And as there were some flops. And as soon as they talk about cuts, the PA sets coffee down next to next to the like all the executives and they're like, "We can get rid of Jill." Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be Jill? Couldn't it be Bob? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. What ableist <laughs> propaganda. This <laughs> shows a farce. Uh, <laughs> it has come to my attention that I have to resign yes. from my position as host. Because it's just a terrible thing. I was very automatically insensitive. I didn't realize how bigoted I was. Your toxic masculinity <laughs> is leaking into the recording software. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was me taking him down a rabbit hole. Yes. Sorry about that. And next is quote of the week. And our quote of the week is, Mason. Oh, shit. It's from Fight Club in 1999, one of the most quotable movies of all time. Love it. The things you own end up owning you. Think about that, guys. That's pretty cool. That's a lesson in minimalism and frugality. Yep. Hang in there and don't spend your money. Also, don't have multiple personalities. That was probably also (laughs) one of the biggest anti-capitalist movies that went – like insanely successfully in a capitalist country, which is crazy. Yeah, you watch yeah. that movie and you're like, this is amazing. That's that's probably the only movie where you have to watch it twice. And like more once, than that. Once the, no, no, I mean like once the movie that's, ends, you have to watch it again. I would agree. With that's that. one movie where no matter how long it goes on, I'll never spoil it. I'll never spoil that movie for anyone because no. it's, if you watch it without having it spoiled, it's like one of your favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I agree completely. Because I, I keep looking back on parts of it, like I'm imagining parts of it, and I liked different parts of that movie each time so I much. watch it. Because so there are little things in there where you're like, oh, yes. In each scene, I think there's something little in each scene which I really like. A little off where you're like, that's weird, but then you ignore it, and you're like, oh, that's a little yeah. off. And that's then when you watch it again and again, you're, you're like, like, that's oh, obvious. Oh man, God. shit. And then that takes us into our next part, pick of the week. Yes. Our winner for pick of the week, if nobody's seen it, the winner of the independent film box of 2017 is The Big Sick. It's a movie out right now, put out by Judd Apatow. Let me keep, let me pronounce this. I was going to say, please. Kumal Nanjani and Zoe Kazan, Holly Hunter, and Ray Romano. Let me tell you, this, was, movie. this was probably the biggest sleeper movie I would that blew me Loved out of the it. water when I watched it. I Apparently, it. it was written by Kumal Nanjani and, and his, his the, the fiance that the his, his, his wife now right wife now. Yeah. that the based movie was based story. off of. Based on a real it's story. it's Fantastic. based on this guy's actual life coming up as a comedian, and I'm like, oh my god! And it really happened. It is just he's so good at what he does. Yeah, and you can just tell that he's a stand up. Like he, you can tell Kumal Nanjani. I've seen his stand up. He's good. And you can tell this while watching the movie. Was he a correspondent on John Stewart's show? Or is that a, is that another different different guy. guy? Different guy. Okay. You're thinking you're of, two for um, two. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, for two more, like. <laughs> At least I'm self-aware. Okay. Yeah. But Ray Romano actually showed a level of depth that I'm not used to. No, neither am I. I'm used to. I'm raw. That's all, yeah. That's all you get. I, out that of was a terrible Ray Romano. So I want to sincerely apologize to, to Ray our Romano. no to our viewers for oh. doing that Ray, <laughs> Ray Romano. You're gonna do an imitation, an, an impersonation. Don't do it. Don't do it again. Completely deadpan, deadly serious. I can tell, guys. We're gonna show this off. He's gonna be like, don't do that. Don't do it again. <laughs> Since we're <laughs> off air, your impressions stick to Mickey. Mickey Mouse. And that's it. That's it. Uh, movie cost five million. Up yours. Made fifty-five million dollars worldwide. 
55? Yeah, so, I mean, they, they really killed bit. it. And it did really, really well. That brings us into our next part of My the show. My favorite segment, ladies and gentlemen. Is the trailer park. Let's go, boys. <laughs> it's so offensive. Yeehaw, baby! I love that shit. So today on the trailer park, we're going to be watching the trailer for Mom and Dad, a new Nicolas Cage movie yeah. that is going to remind us how to do the hokey pokey. And turn yourself around. That's and for a reference, guys, here is a short clip. Multiple reports are now coming in of parents murdering their own children. Listen to me. We have to get out of the house before Mom and Dad come home. Holy shit. That looks pretty good. That looks so good. I, I, I love the, the original f- ideas it like is. that, man. And then their parents show up. Oh, your mom and dad were coming over tonight. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was pretty over. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. He hasn't had a hit in a while. A return to form for the master Nicholas Cage. Yeah, maybe he'll be off straight to streaming. There should be now. some Oscar buzz about this shortly. <laughs> I'm feeling a nomination. I don't think it's going to be an Oscar no, buzz, but, well, but I do think it's pretty good. So what's that called? Mom and Dad? Mom and Dad. You and got, I think you have to check that out. Mom and Dad, Nicholas Cage. It looks like a zombie take. A or zombie movie. And hopefully, kind of a zombie movie. Hopefully this one, he finally finished paying off More, his taxes. Yes. He can go back to making big production <laughs> movies. movies. More along the lines of the crazies, you know? Yes. I think that. I think yeah. it's more like, like Comedic crazies, yeah. Crazies was more like, oh my god, scary. Yeah, this crazies is more, was a great movie. This this look that looked yeah, really good. Looks really good. And that'll take us into our next trailer part. Oh, oh yeah, really quick though. Oops, and sorry. that movie had Summer Blair. Yeah, haven't seen her. She's been really great. Yeah, recently. but we haven't seen her. I mean, she did that sitcom with uh, Charlie Sheen for uh, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Sheen for a while, and that was the last thing I've seen her in. Yeah, anger management. Anger management. I haven't seen her in anything since. Oh then. my god, that's Selma Blair. Yeah. Wow. Hellboy, and then she's aging really. Oh yeah, she looks tremendous. She does look good. Age. Wow. Well, multiple reasons. So does Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Powerful Nicolas Cage. He looks the well, same. He was twenty and he looked fifty, so now I guess it's just caught catching up with up. him. Yeah, he's just <laughs> catching up to it. Catching up to the way he looks. But I'm telling you, I really love it when – like I feel like the zombie movies are so hashed out nowadays yes. that you've got to put a spin on it and this is what, what I'm looking for. And it seems like it will be watching. I mean too. you've seen though like with the zombie culture, there's been movies, games, movies, games like constantly. Yeah, but they mixed it up with this movie and I think that will be a fun hour and a half. Yeah. You know, that will be – It will be a 90, yeah. good 90-minute watch. For sure. Not bad. So what's this next movie we're going into? Our next one we're going to go into is – uh, open House. This is a direct drop right onto Netflix. Oh. Uh, Tell me this has Dylan Minnette, the guy that I was talking shit about Just earlier. making fun of. Holy shit. That's why I put it in here. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Isn't that great? So this is a direct to Netflix. You can probably watch the trailer in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I did find it on the internet. It had some buzz on Twitter, and I wanted to put it out right now because it is based on a horror movie, two, fi- two films like that. Well, this is The Open House, guys. Here's a short clip. Probably just some kids trying to scare the newcomers. Didn't feel like kids. Who's that? Hey. Hey. Something is clearly going on. Hello? Is anyone there? It's always nice to know you have someone nearby. The quiet out here can get real loud. 
That looks freaking great. So good. I'm telling you, Stranger Vibe, man. I'm Holy you, right off the bat. It did. It looked just like the new Stranger's man. film that's coming out. And the pictures of her asleep in her bed. Dude, that freaks me uh, out. I hate that. I, I, I freaks I've me out. I've been waiting for a horror movie where, I don't know, there's something so scary about making someone feel unsafe in the place where they're supposed to feel the safest. Because in your house. It's your that house. fake aura of safety within your own home that gives you comfortable. You get comfortable inside Thank your you. home. And then once you realize how vulnerable you really are, yeah. you'd be on edge all the time trying to relax on your couch. You'd be like, no, because anytime they could just pop open the door and crack my head open. Oh, looks so good. That looks good. And plus it's an, kind of a mix of like Stepford Wives. I know. They and had an open house and someone got a spare key, key and maybe, is living under the house. Ha- oh, my maybe God. Maybe they're back in. Maybe they got in somehow and they had the cops come or check it out. maybe they've always been there. And then, or, she, yeah, or she's reviewing pictures. Oh, because she's a photographer and she's flipping through them. In the role is a picture of her sleep. That's fucked up. Oh my fuck, dude. That's that's two good ones to look for, right, guys? Powerful Dylan Minette. Come Cameron. on. I apologize for saying Dylan Minette. <laughs> and with <laughs> shitty and goosebumps. And happy I, birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, my All dude. All right. Come on, man. Goosebumps is still forgettable. Oh, God. You just shit on everything. The open house. Dylan Minette's a great actor. Though. I'm excited. So, mom and dad. And open house. open house, open house, something for you to stream, and also something for you to watch in the theater if you care to check it out. Then, because I think oh, Netflix and movies. Well, Netflix will be the open house. Oh, oh, and mom and, and dad, mom will and dad, be. Will, mom and dad is, is actually going to theaters. Nicholas Cage first movie in a few years going to going to theaters. Going to theaters. I'm wow. definitely calling my friends up and telling them we're going to see it. I think I think you should check. That's it out. a movie you go see with your friends. It looks like it's a good again time. W- when you see movies that you enjoy watching. What are you supposed to do? Go to the theaters go to see, yeah. support, support them. Support them because if you don't, they're not going to make them anymore. So that's all I have to say about that. We'll go on to coming next. This is how you guys can get a pretty much a look at what's going to be coming out in the next week on the channel. What we've been working on. What what new content you can look forward to. Because don't don't get it twisted. You will look forward to this. Yes, you will. We have two. Uh, we have a review coming out for the movie Dunkirk. Uh, after this show comes out, yes, I'm super excited for this. This is Christopher Nolan's return to directing and cinema. Yeah, 70 millimeter after Interstellar. I think this is his first film after Interstellar, which he was- made all of the gold doubloons off directing this film. Yeah, he movie. did. It's just amazing. He made something to the tune of 130 million dollars. It's amazing. And I had high standards. We're not gonna spoil how I feel about it for the review, but I have really high standards going into Dunkirk because I loved Interstellar. And, and here's the thing. It's a boring history tale, in my opinion, because I love history. And you picked Dunkirk to talk about, and I read I read articles about it. I had a U.S. history teacher and a, a social history teacher for worldwide history, and not the most intriguing topic, guys. No, no I mean it's like a paragraph of reading. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much, you're right. And you just think to yourself, out of all the things from World War II of, to pay, it's a it's a good story, but if out of all of the things. There's some crazy shit like the Battle of the Bulge and like all this. And, you know, we're not going to spoil how we feel about it, but Christopher Nolan is an amazing director. And it made money. Made made all the dollars. It made money. We can say that. It made Uh, some Because you know what? When it came out, I was like, you're not going to make any cash with that movie. I think he made 20 million. Flat rate. Flat rate. rate, rate, Plus a percentage. 20% of gross. And did it, what did it make? Like five hundred over, over 5, a half a billion dollars, folks. Ooh. So Mason's right. A, at least, at least one hundred and twenty million. We're going at to Sizzler at the Nolan House. That's right. 
screw that. We're going to buy a Sizzler. Buy a Sizzler. Yeah. Buy all of the Sizzlers. Well, just just one and just go whenever yeah. I feel like. All right. Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle Review. Yes, that's coming soon. I'm excited for that. That is one movie that I think a lot of people slept on when Under, it came out. Yeah, under underappreciated. Underappreciated. Yeah, sure. Because uh, I'm going to be honest. I've watched the two 007 movies, Spectre. And uh, Skyfall, and I liked I like, Kingsman more. I would say that. I, I like the original that. Kingsman more. I'm not going to let you know how I feel about the Golden Circle until you see the review because you got to watch that. I'll you still know. say it out loud. I still like these better than those. No. Well, I like all the actors in Kingsman much more than I like Daniel Craig's 007. I'm the first one to I say I like that. Daniel Craig, too. Daniel That's Craig captured part. lightning in a bottle with Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. And I feel, like he, I feel like he doesn't want to be 007 anymore. That's what he I just feel signed like. up for another movie. Really? He did really he say he'd rather crush a glass coffee table and use the shards to slit his wrist than yes, play he it did. again? Yep. He basically dropped his pants and rubbed his ass on the floor all the way out the door. I was going to say, I wonder and how much they paid this man. Care. I wonder how much they paid this man. I hate that. It's $100 million to film. The last 007 was infuriating to me. Makes $100 million to film. Not not the one you think about. You think about Skyfall where he's weak as hell, doesn't pass yeah, the fitness exam. Yeah. barely hold his own body weight up. and then He failed the fitness exam. You're James Bond. And then Javier Bardem is like grabbing his dick yeah. and stuff. That was whispering weird. in his well, ear. Well, Dr. No did some weird stuff like that too. Yeah, I mean, just... Didn't Sean Connery get some of that electrode ball play? Can't, yeah, but at least... Can't we get... Uh, I like the superhero. Like... I hate to say it because you're a fanboy, but The Rock, man. No, it doesn't have to be superhuman. I do. Just, I love the shit I that he was he doing. Jumping, he flying. was doing fucking curls with the fucking cement bench. Yeah. In, in <laughs> I did, man. Just to be able to do I love that bro. shit. Pull-ups. To be able to do pull-ups. And then here's the thing. He is a secret agent for MI6. Yes. If he couldn't pass the fitness exam, they would get a new James they Bond. Would. That's the whole point of it. They would. They're they not going to have pity. The next best They're not going to have pity. That designation is not one you get until you die. You lose it when you're no longer the best secret agent for MI6. Or you die. Or, or you, you die. die but exactly. he's not the but best But he lost, he lost his fitness. Because like, you're going to put your best foot forward to, to save a mission and save people. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I agree with that. Next. Although Adele killed the theme for Skyfall. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's still on my Best phone. part of the movie. Oh. Wow. Amazing voice. It was frustrating to watch a weak-ass James Bond. Anyway, you can look forward to the Kingsman 2 review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just shit. We just, we just pulled down our pants, took a steaming shit all over James Bond's chest. <laughs> that's not coming next. The review is for the Kingsman 2 King is coming Man. next. We'll stay to the happy part. Sorry, yeah. guys. And we're always kidding. Personal stuff and crap and all. You guys gonna expect another MMA submission? Yes. Coming up very that and minisodes. That should be up shortly, right? Yes. And then we have several minisodes that are coming your way. We love doing those minisodes. Topics and they're always fun. Hopefully, you liked our one on Logan Paul. Yeah, we just just discussed Logan Paul. That just dropped. Yeah, that was a pretty controversial one, but I'm happy we did it. You, I mean, with a topic that that's hot button, you kind of have to throw your opinion out there. You got it. Because if you if you abstain from giving your opinion, some people might feel as though too topical. Yeah, not only that's too topical, but maybe these people, you know what I mean? Like if you don't give an opinion, they'd be like, oh, they're just being quiet because they might not necessarily disagree with what he did. Well, here's so you have to, or you're the, trying to offend your uh, advertisers. Well, yeah, or we, you're trying not to offend any. the people who did support what he did. Yeah, yeah I mean, kind of like how The Rock takes no political stance on anything. No matter any – like did he talk about Me Too or anything like that? Actually, I think he did. Yeah, he did. I think he wore all black. He did. I mean you have to – You know, to. good for The Rock. I saw some of those dudes <laughs> – Nice no, save, Cam. I saw came, some of those, came all the way around. Wow. No, but I my saw thing some is, of those dudes not wear all, all black. Around. I was like, come on, bro. No, but my thing is – Granted, it's just 
it's, imagine if you didn't. Imagine if you didn't make a statement on Me Too, people would be like, oh, he hasn't said anything. I mean, of course, that whole, like, we're all black thing is kind of... It's just a show force. It's really pageantry. It really doesn't do it's anything. It's not pageantry. So especially it's being united on something. With, I like just that. Like when you uniforms have, for a football team. I like that. I do like that. Okay, well, I mean, then just... When you have someone who's as popular as Logan Paul and he does something as stupid as he did, you kind of have to talk about it. Yep. So then we'll move on to Reboots. Reboot. This is where we see what franchises are being brought back from the dead, reanimated, and then thrust in front of our faces for us to watch. Some are good, some are bad. And some we don't want to even watch. But this one the actually looks ones. pretty good. Holy <laughs> shit, did that rhyme? We're Dr. Seuss in this bitch. Continue. Yep. Uh, reimagining the Twilight Zone for the 21st century. What's going to happen is with the way uh, Jordan Peele did, they're taking a theatrical version of the Twilight Zone, which is currently being done in England right now on the live stage. He's going to take it, put his get out spin on things, make it topical and put out an hourly show. And guess where it's going to be, folks? CBS streaming service uh, alongside Star Trek. More people trying to be pulled in during the streaming wars to their service. I mean, that should be awesome, man. Why not? Why not take an old topic? People love the Twilight Zone. They still have, and it was on again currently for the uh, the new year. They always put on a 24-hour event. And I know you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. People actually watch the Twilight Zone for 24 hours. And that's what happened again. So what they're going to do is they're taking these. and They're not going to have to take different scripts. He's going to take the current scripts for Anderson mm -hmm. and just retype them in his way, put his spin on it, and put it back out. Why not? I'm not I mean, mad at it. Great idea. And especially, we just talked about how Jordan Peele has demonstrated his genius with the film Get Out. Dude, and that's and, like such yeah. a that's such a risky film to make as a filmmaker. Yeah. And I think it was like one of the things where it it was able to promote like a political message without being political, and it was amazing. I love the. Well, you know what I am worried about though. What sophomore slump. I'm not that worried about that at I all. He that. blew I'm the doors off. I'm worried, man. I'm not worried about that because he's given something like the Twilight Zone, which has such a great like history. I know. He has so much information to go off to work And it with. shouldn't be a, considered a sophomore song. Maybe I am being a little – because that movie they did about the cat was really good. Oh, Keanu. I like that. That was like an hour and 30 minute long Keen Peele sketch and I it loved was. every second of it. And then if you go back to Keen and Peele, I love that show. Yeah, great. I, so I guess – I shouldn't say that because they have had hit he's after been, hit. Yeah, after I was going to say, he's been consistent. That's true. And even uh, I, I, I like Peel so much, and Keen's does such a great job in his regular acting. Like, he's gone on to do streaming, he's gone on to do TV. He and did that show on um, Keegan Michael College Key? Friends. Uh, yeah, the College Friends yeah. show on Netflix. And, and, They're both so talented. Man. And he's done acting in different, different movies already. And yeah. Uh, I guess I shouldn't worry about it because I guess they are past that sophomore slump. So it's just not like definitely. a one-hit wonder. No. He's definitely not. I take that back. Sorry. But boss. maybe it's his second horror outing, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't think I don't think. It I mean, I don't even think way. The Twilight Zone is inherently a horror show. No. No. And that's the reason his Get Out so, theme will play perfectly on it. Because you know it's I, more of a, commentate, a commentary on society, which is what he does. I can tell you right now why they're bringing Twilight Zone back. Because they're seeing the success that Black Mirror is having. Oh, and they want to hop yeah. back on this mother freaking train. They're like, oh, we have this IP sitting around from and a TV show yeah. that was massive in yeah. its time. And, it's good and then a CBS show came along and pretty it. much copped its style. It did. Yeah, exactly. And so then they're like, hey, let's make we can make edgy TV too. And I think this is pretty much a huge thing for networks. Networks no need to learn how to make edgy, good television again. CBS, NBC, and uh, ABC, God. Their well, shows have been... Absolute sleepers. Yeah, but yeah. if they they've do, only made a couple of good shows like Blue Bloods, Criminal Minds. Yeah, but it'll work if they do two things. 
They Dude, needed to I do watched an episode of Criminal Minds recently, and that thing was terrible. Really? Dude. Compared to the TV we have now, it's like, because there's so much yeah, cinematic. Yeah, but you're comparing it to Mindhunters and other stuff. No, you can't th- do that. This guy would drown people in a pool, and then he'd pour bleach in his eyes. Yeah, okay? it's an old Dexter no, 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 episode. No, he poured bleach in one of his eyes. Do you know why? No. Because he wanted to become a pirate. He started wearing <laughs> oh, eye- he started, That is so awesome. He started to wear an eye patch, and then he slowly started to devolve into, like, ARGs. He was like, R, maybe. Oh, wow. my God. That's, that's so cringe. Like, and then you watch Mindhunters, and it's like... See, that's that such is, a bad topic. It made me forget I was going to say. How many ideas for episodes do you have to go through before you get to... Oh, yeah. He wants to be a pirate. The two things the CBS needs to do. One... Put a hard budget on it and then leave them. And then two, hand the scripts and stay the hell away from Let them. creative yeah. people. It's when those suits from those TV shows, they kill originality <laughs> and creativity. Whereas Netflix has done re- a really great job. Their executives still give some pointers. You ha- yeah. But they largely let the mm-hmm. vision get out there. You just have to let put the... Put a budget on it. Let and stop creative. giving... I'm so sick of just watching these shows, like especially on CBS... Where it's clean as can be, mm-hmm. topical. Like The Big Bang Theory is great. Everyone needs a show like The Big Bang Theory sometimes. Sure. But when all of your shows are basically The Big Bang Theory with it different skins, no, it's true. You kill me with like, oh, here's a funny iPad joke. <laughs> yeah. but, but Laugh think, track. It's but, like but think, I want to see some real content. Think how inventive you can be if I all I do is say, listen, it's this amount per episode, and here are the scripts you can go to. I don't care what you turn it into, make me something. And if you do that. That's very loose. For, that, there's like nothing. Well, that's what he did with Get Out. They said, listen. That's true. They, they said, listen, we're going to give you X amount of dollars, but we can comment. I feel like you have to let the creatives do what they want to do, but you can't analore, uh, ignore analytics and, and play to demographics and stuff like that. I mean, that, there's I mean, there's something there. There's science there. Then give him 10 episodes and let him do what he wants. And if you have comment after 10 episodes, then comment after 10 episodes. But I still think two things they need to do are hand him the scripts and hand him a yeah, budget. Yeah, it's true. It's all, it's all about how you work with people like that too because once you review how the shows are doing and then you can assess changes that need to be made, you can't be demanding. You know Not right I mean? off the bat. Not even after a while. I mean, it's his show. So well, that's the reason I'm saying. Then give the guy ten or ten or fifteen episodes, and then judge it from there. After that, because yeah. if you're getting the streams and he's coming up with the inventive ideas, and the people are are agreeing with it, don't comment on it. But if if you put out ten episodes and it went into the toilet, then I think you have a right to say something. My thing is, he just has to hook people. The only thing he's going to get clicks with the name The Twilight Zone. He just has to hook them. The only thing that's keeping people, I think, connected to networks is content like the CW is putting out. Where it's good, solid, superhero uh, soap like operas. Like I love it. I like The Flash. I still stay out. The like Flash it. is an amazing I can show. See, the I can see good. how they're running a very, very good business because they keep the budgets bare bones. And that's evident. Whoa. They do. Obviously, they don't have the special effects. They spend, money. You'd they be, spend no, money. No, no, no. You'd be Three million surprised. an episode. Every, wow. Well, that's... Three million an episode. You can't tell. Whoa. Uh, well, Haterade. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It feels... <laughs> hey, hey, are you parched? No, it feels very soap opera-y. Oh, it really sucks. Okay, it really, really but as can, a comic book fan, to see you, the, the stories of the characters you love played out on TV. I could see how it would be popular. The dialogue is amazing. It's, it may sound soap opera if you're not into the comics or the characters, mm-hmm. but if you are, it's like, oh, shit. This is like a – it reads like – it plays like the a comic first, book. The first three seasons of The Flash, you guys know I watch it over and over. 
and over. Well, I get, I have, I'll, I keep giving you chances because I know Kevin Smith is like the biggest Flash fan ever, and he's directed a few episodes. Yes, and Supergirl, but I've tried Supergirl again and again. I give it a watch every once in a while. It's just not for me. She's the one with the massive bazangas, right? No. Oh, that's Power Girl. Power Girl? Yeah. It's yeah. A different Power Girl's the one who has the white suit. Yes. And the giant slit right next to her cleavage. Wow. Okay. What? Well, I'm just saying you can tell she was made in the 60s. Her design? Okay. What? Co- okay. I think that's a progressive thing to say. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the box office report after the reboot was finished. Because, boy, did we go down a rabbit hole. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Power Girl. This week in the box office. Did you hurt her feelings? I think she's fine. The Last Jedi wins it all again, earning $52 million this week. And guess what, folks? Goes over a billion dollars. 1.056. Worldwide billion. $200 well, million. When budget. you make that much, I've it only, makes the budget of $200 million seem so small. It does. I've only seen amount of amount of money as big as this once before. It didn't scare me then. It does now. Anyway, you guys have your jokes going right over. Now, have you dude. seen Star Wars? He talks about like the power yeah. levels. Yeah. Fuck it. Where did this go? As soon as you went, into I'll that drop voice. in a clip just to show you guys what's up. Okay, please. And then we're gonna go on to there. You go. Jumanji, the Jumanji movie, five million this week, three hundred and thirty-eight million. I know we've already talked about it, close to over a half a billion, but these are the earnings for that week. Uh, Ninety million dollar budget. It's already killing it, man. Four times what it costs to make. Proven again. There's a there's a draw, and it's called The Rock. Yeah, definitely. Dwayne Johnson. Think about this. I don't think people realize like this guy was not always hitting aces. No. This is the guy who started in the game plan. He, like, rounded the drain of Hollywood in, like, 2006. <laughs> game plan. The game plan. <laughs> the quarterback. Well, I mean, look at you got to pay your dues, man. Look, at Vin Diesel did the pacifier. No, but yeah. you want to know what happened? There was a low point for The Rock. He, like, like had a couple movies that were flops. He got checked in the hospital for having bitch tits. Yeah, this coming is a huge yeah, rock fan. And you want to no, know what he did? He got back in the gym. He worked his ass off. He became one of the hardest working stars. I think the hardest working <laughs> star in Hollywood. <laughs> and he's putting out some of the best entertainment. Whatever it takes. He's well, doing whatever I mean, it takes. Yeah. God bless him. And I can't believe it. And I said it before. Pitch perfect. 17.7 million. Already at $96 million. With a $90 million budget, it's already doubled its cost. These movies make $45 million budget. You believe that? These movies make money? They're, they're, and they're going to do it again. Here we go again, folks. Uh, we've only saw three of them. I personally have only liked the first one. I haven't seen the third. The second was on. Watchable. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say unbelievable, and I was gonna um, go. Watchable. I've lost all respect. No, I couldn't. I, and you know what? I'm in the minority to be clearly honest because that movie made a ton of cash. You're just not the demographic. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like I don't te- expect teenage don't, yeah. to middle aged women. I don't watch that trailer. And men. And men. To discriminate. I don't watch that trailer. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, but you got to remember. That's for me. And and that's what we always say. Watch it for yourself and. Form your own opinion. Like with Logan Paul, it's not for us. It's for people who get off on snuff films. <laughs> snuff <it> shit. <laughs> uh, evidently, it wasn't for a lot of people, and you'll hear that later. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it for the show, guys. Oh, we have one last thing. Oh, that's right. Are you sure about that? How could you forget? How, How could, could you forget? forget? How could I actually forget? This Sorry. is where every time the show, we call upon our good friend of the show. Uh, you know, we have brunch with him every other week. John Cena, and we called on him to ask, We wish. Are you sure about that? And today's, Are you sure about that? Your grandma says her eyes are good enough to still drive, <laughs> but 
Are you sure about that? Oh, what what is what is happening here? Oh my goodness! What is happening here? Oh, oh, we got the cops the on the side of the road. Normal day on the highway. Okay, was what? One. Grandma, turn. Two. Oh Jesus. Three. Oh man. Those seven. What's that? Seven. Nine eighty. Seven twenty. Seven twenty. Tony Hawk. Jesus Christ. Oh, we're not getting off the interstate. Uh, She's got it. She's got to make it to her book club meeting. And back to Walmart. I'll tell you what, right there, that, that's some good grandma driving. I'm right telling there. you. Black ice is took, a real thing. Took it in stride. Did you see that? Amazing. I just want to zoom in and see if we could enhance her face, but unfortunately we can't. Nope. Just to see her go like this. <laughs> she was frozen. <laughs> I bet that guy was literally. Driving it. You know that that NASCAR guy who clipped that guy on the track. Tony Stewart was oh, murdered oh, a man. Oh. <laughs> you know he had to retire. He doesn't. He race retired. Anymore. Yeah. Oh. Dude, did you know that guy had apparently said some mean things about him? Here, here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he killed him. I'm just saying that if I was in his path and he was talking shit, I might have been like, all right, <laughs> twenty points. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, we should be good. Yeah. Okay. But that'll do it for us insomniacs. You can connect with the show and its hosts on Twitter and Instagram at CSWS Podcast. Again, that is CSWS Podcast. To never miss an episode, subscribe to the Bucket of Wind YouTube channel and follow us on Podbean at bucketofwind.podbean.com. Also, we are now on Google Play for you Android listeners to listen to us on the go. Make sure you download us on there, subscribe to us on there, and leave us a rating. It really helps us out, gets us up in the charts. We'll appreciate it. That'll do it for us insomniacs. And remember, don't check under the bed. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.